Oh yeah, wait a minute, Dungeon Maestro. Wait, <laughs> hey, Dungeon Maestro. Dungeon Maestro, look and see. If there's a question in your back. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Bombarded Unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome everyone to this unconventional episode of Bombarded, where rather than playing our normal game of Dungeons and Dragons with an all-barred cast, we're going to be taking questions from you, our listeners and fans, which thank you for taking your time out of your day to send those to us. Before we get to them, I want to give you all notice that there is going to be some spoiler warnings throughout this be- based on questions that are asked. True. So, uh, so yeah, if this is your first time joining us, um, maybe put this one to the side. Go back and listen from the beginning. Other or, than that, or don't. I mean, it's your life. Either way. Live it how you want, man. You Either can way. listen to the recap episode and then a few episodes. You can do it however you want. But Doesn't... regardless, we're here. Yep. We're ready. It's weird that you don't have your DM screen up. I... <laughs> they don't have to know that. Uh, right. He's yeah. all I know. No, I'm not we DMing. can never um, see your nips this well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. That's, it's, it's, it's important there for that are. to happen during yeah. the mailbag. <laughs> so, um, but before we get into anything like that, I mean, the outline of the show, essentially, we're going to talk about you know, a lot of people sending questions about how the show's made, how songs are made. There's some questions for me. And then there's some Tin Hut general questions uh, <laughs> that, that you all sent in. And we're all going to do kind of a roundtable thing, answering those. We also have the song coming from at the end we might do it in an unconventional manner as well and uh kind of give you a little insight into our songwriting just little clips here and there um yeah we're unplugged you know just uh, exactly hanging out having fun number one uh before we get into all that i'm super excited to announce our sponsor for this episode which is the retroverse uh some awesome people online at snickle socks and at us abadius are putting out this 5e compatible setting it exudes a retro and futuristic style while still keeping the swords and spells mentality that 5e players love. You're looking at getting new classes, new races, monsters, spells, items, rules, and a world. And uh, the the art for this is beautiful. U.S. has done a great job. Chris Locke, who is Snickle Socks Online, he's done a fantastic job writing up all these different classes. And I can see the I can see all of those Saturday morning cartoons coming out. You got classes that look like you know Power Rangers, and you have reskins of your favorite D and D monsters, and they've been kind of modded in a way. And you get new monsters as well. I mean, I'm I'm talking about doing a one shot for Bombarded with this, and uh, oh. you know, little little peek in the future, maybe some, you know, Legends of the Hidden Temple action. So you can pull any of your favorite childhood nostalgia into this game and really get a get a go at it. So that website that you need to go to is lasersandliches.com. They have a Kickstarter going, which you can find a link to at that website that I just gave you. Again, lasersandliches.com, L-A-S-E-R-S-A-N-D-L-I-C-H-E-S.com. All right, Allie, real quick, just drop me a beat. Okay. Whatever you got there. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. Again? Retroverse, Laser Liches, get it real quick. You got to get on laserliches.com to get your fix. Get all this good stuff before it's too late. You're going to miss out, so don't procrastinate. Lasers and Liches. Lasersandliches.com. What are we doing? Lasersandliches.com. Lasers yeah, okay, okay. No, seriously, I, I'm, I'm stoked about it. So lasersandliches.com, the Retroverse. Check it out. Get in on Kickstarter. So, 
this is weird. Is this what it's like in your middle bit? Yeah. All the time? Usually. <laughs> I just kind of do this, talk about yeah. things that, you know, come to the table. And uh, But we're through all that now, so we can get into the questions that you lovely listeners have sent us, which thank you again. But let's kick that off. Yeah. So, hello. I'm Goodrich. I played Razzle. I guess we mm. should do that. Yeah, sure. Probably <laughs> sure. Especially for you and I, Spurrier. I everyone, suppose. Yeah, so, I'm Goodrich. I play Razzle. Dazzle, son. And I'm Spurrier, and I play Randy Greentrees. I'm Allie. I play Yashi Bordun. And of course, I'm Kyle. I'm your dungeon maestro and every NPC, pet, plant, whatever right. that is in the show. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, the first question we have comes from NPC underscore arts, which is, how did you all meet and become friends and all that wholesome junk? Ooh. Well, Spray and I have known each other since the sixth grade, so that was a while ago. We started... A band, which actually there's another question from Autumn, which is, what were some of your other band names before you all settled on Linby? So It's always been Linby to me. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Well, we in high school, what, freshman year? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we started a band, and we called it Five in the Eye. I love like, that name. <laughs> so it's like you're getting- It's wholesome. Yeah, slapped. Uh, and then other band names. We as, as bands normally do, you start to have an identity crisis about your name, and we tried so hard. And what well, we came up with, like, Pen15, Yellow Snow. <laughs> my dad wanted us to be called Fresh Mulch. Or Patio s- Furniture. Yeah, like all these. <laughs> so sometime in high school it was Linby. Then we got to college, met Allie and Cal yep. uh, in yep. choir. Well, we met Allie in choir then. Yeah, Kyle. we were in choir for a year. Yeah, and then Kyle. Brought Kyle in. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, my boyfriend plays bass. He's so cool. And then, bam. (laughs) Yeah. So then, yeah, we've been letting be ever since. And uh, yeah, I don't even know how long that is now. Yeah. We used to have a decimal system to figure out what version of Linby. It was like Linby 18.0, I think, because of all the drummers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. So, anyways, so that's that question. Uh, How long have you guys been a band in the music scene? Uh, what made us want to start a band? What made you want to start the podcast, especially a bard-heavy one? Why did we decide to record it? And kind of all of that. That's from Corey, Stephanie, Sophie, Ray, at Nerd Piggy, and Kimberly. So, geez, a band mm-hmm. in the music scene proper, probably like 10 years now-ish. Yeah, roughly. Playing, playing yeah. in Dallas and Fort mm-hmm. Worth. Uh we started a band because we're musicians, and that's what you do. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, kind of. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Good we're checking on the computer. Yeah. Is it still working? Yeah. That's, we'll get into that when we talk about making oh. the show. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's always a fun uh, hiccup. Yeah. Um, and then uh, then why did we start a podcast? Well, and like our D&D history, too. Also, uh, Radioactive Swamp Monsters asked that, too. How how long have you been playing D&D? Um Kyle's for a long time. The first time I played D&D was when I was 14. It was my older brother, Robbie, who ran me through a one-on-one. I played a fighter whose name I can't remember, but I still remember the one shot that he ran for me to this day, which I won't go into the details of it. Hit me up on Twitter at boobnish <laughs> underscore theory if you want to <laughs> yeah. know. But um, but yeah, and I, I have actually used, I think I used that one-off for the first time we played together. Which was the first time I've played Dungeons & Dragons. That's the first time Same. all three of us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, you've always been like our Dungeon Maestro Dad. Always the DM. Yeah. That's great. Awkward. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess that is a awkward. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I've, I've been playing for a long time. I had a, uh, a, a time where I didn't play, which was during 4E, no comment. Uh, okay. And so I went from like playing 3.5 in high school to playing 5E pretty much. I mean, the first time we all played together, we played 3.5, yeah. which was... 
I don't want to say a mistake because it was the system I knew. I was comfortable with it. But in comparison, 5e would have been great to start y'all on. And as soon as I realized, I was like, okay, we're moving to this. Yeah. This is going to be way easier to manage. I mean, I like 3.5, but whatever. But also, uh, why did we decide to record it? Well, I mean, I guess that kind of ties into another question, too. Uh, Aaron asks, uh, who is your first D&D character and have you played Bards before? Uh, you were playing a bard during our first campaign, Spurrier. I was. Uh, yep. Kyle was kind enough to make us all characters because yeah. we didn't know what we were doing. Well, and kind yep. of going back to the previous question, I tried to play 3.5 when I was a kid, and I was just overwhelmed after just making a character. So I said, yeah. nope. And uh, <laughs> 5 has been definitely a much better fit and feel. But yeah, Kyle made me a bard. And I don't remember. I was an elf with some crazy elf name, but I just went by Quaffer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I have those character sheets somewhere. I still have yeah. mine. I, I think w- I might have mine too. Yeah, I yeah. was Edward Blackwood, yeah. the human fighter. Which yeah. man, I liked playing a fighter. It was straightforward. And, are I, fun. Well, because you were Shoshana. Uh, Shoshana Shullendale. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think it was a half elf sorcerer. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you had all of the spells. Yeah, yeah I remember you going through spells, maybe like, man, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with all that. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Burden and a blessing. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, but I had a... Well, it wasn't mine. It was uh, your guys' a finger piano. Oh, and I yeah. would like play it during mm-hmm. our little sessions when I would cast spells and stuff. And I think that was part of the catalyst of, of yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. here we go. Kyle uh, can play. It's beautiful. It should still yeah. kind of be tuned. I tuned it for Spurrier. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, Sprayer was having tons of fun, and you were just making up little songs, and you do a bard spell. And we we're like, man, that, that's that's really I cool. Do that. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. do that. And then we it spun off to like, well, what if we just brought our instruments to sessions? And then it was like, well, actually, we have all the recording gear from Lindby. Why don't we just go ahead and record yeah. the freaking yep. thing? And yep. you know, we can it was do destined. That. We and just then, had to wait for the idea to come along. We had everything true. we needed. We did, which was a huge blessing for us because. Yeah. There's a lot of gear and cables and stuff that goes into a uh, the making of the show, uh, which we should talk about. Uh, oh, well, Aaron asks us if we want to play the lick, which yeah. d- would you mind? I'll have my guitar. Oh, sure. It's, I might play a lick at some point in the show. I don't know. <laughs> well, because you call it lick and not lich, like some sort of weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I just love that that's a, that's a, a thing. Yes, it's lich for sure. Oh, but okay. I know that there's that. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, Sprayer, could you play the lick? Yeah, there's a lick. He goes. Apparently Ooh. that's a, I had never heard of yeah. this, but Kyle yeah confirmed that it's a it's it's a musical meme. You said yeah yeah I like think all, it's memetic in its own in its yeah. own right. Apparently it's all over. We did look it up, and there's like lot lots of jazz solos and heads and stuff that yeah. have this in it. So yeah, and if you want to brighten your day up a little, it could be. <laughs> wow. a little bit more oh, wow. fun. So. so there you go. There's the lick. Um, so Corey asks, we're just trying to, I'm trying to burn through these questions because there's there's quite a few. I want to get to as many as we can. So we all, all of your questions are important. We're yes. not burning. Yeah, exactly. So, right. So Corey asks, how did you come up with your D&D campaigns? Do we play together in the same room? We all play together. Yeah, in the same we're room. always in the same room. Uh, any advice on being a DM? I guess this kind of goes into Kyle, Kyle time, but because uh, we have, like the three of us, Ali Spray, and I have never come up with a D&D campaign. No. Um, nope, nope, nope. When coming up with D&D campaigns, steal things you like and modify them to make them uh, a little bit different. Just uh, like art. Just like music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, y- yes, what is it? Um, 
mimicry is the highest form of flattery right. or imitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so all the best artist theft. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So find things you like and, uh, you know, twist the storyline a little bit, change things just enough to where it's not recognizable, but anybody who knows it might, might be like, well, wait a second. Wait a second. You know, because there's nothing like being able to play through something where it's like you have a you have an idea of what's going on because you're you're picking it up, but then your job as the DM is just to throw that twist in there to skew their expectation in a different route. Like feverishly taking notes, like oh, this is what God does all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, as far as uh, gaming online, I've done it a few times. Uh, I enjoy the table aesthetic personally, um, but the times I've played online, as you know, guesting on other podcasts or you know, doing certain events, I've, I've had a blast with it. I, I recommend using the tools that are available to you. I'm more of a theater of the mind, and that's how we play D and D when we record Bombarded is theater of the mind. So, uh, well, we do it all for our listeners. Listeners too, because yeah. you know exactly. <laughs> have to, like, have to. I got to make sure you guys understand it. So mm-hmm. if, if you all understand it, then the, hopefully you listeners understand it too. <laughs> yeah, F- figure out some different ways of playing. You know, if you just want to do like a play by post, I've seen that. Haven't tried it myself, or you know, get into a voice chat on a Discord servers and see who's interested in trying it out, and really, really flesh out the expectations of it before you get into it. Because uh, otherwise, I, I feel like you might wind up floundering a little bit, which is kind of how. I felt the first couple times I played online. Roger. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Kyle. Hey, no problem. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to keep going here. Uh, Leon, All I Hear's Radio says, more for Kyle, but for Chaos as well, how long does it take you to prep for each episode and how long your notes and plans? Well, do the three of us do any planning? <laughs> I send you guys a rough cut. And it was like, I didn't listen to it. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. It's, I'm usually Kyle, finishing writing the songs for it's it. true. So. Yeah. yeah. Kyle uh, always gives us that little recap in the beginning. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's oh, what happened. Yeah. Oh, well, well. We're such plebes. <laughs> we don't even prep. I mean, we take some notes like, geez, the freaking last three or four episodes have been copiously. Well, with all the puzzles noted. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that's uh, true. I do, we do have some notes here, but generally we're all just staring at Kyle when he's doing stuff. and You we, make it weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, prepping for the episode is usually finishing the previous episode for us. Usually, so, yeah. Right? I, uh, I put all my stuff in a new binder yesterday. Oh, so nice. <laughs> made some note cards. You know, that helps. <laughs> Another <laughs> set of note cards for you with all your... I keep adding to yeah. them. I've gone back and forth on prep. I mean, when I first started writing for the show, uh, I wrote it like I would normally a D&D game. And uh, that started to not work out too well as far as anticipating. and Because I have all these things. I'm like, okay, this is going to happen. This happens. And I realized, wow, I've planned way too much and I'm way too far ahead of where I need to be to be able to pivot and shift things yeah. for the story. So, uh, you know, like, I think the, like the first major arc of Bombarded was kind of written all done, and then we played through it over the first year of recording. Jeez. Um, yeah. And so I, I switched it about about midway. I started just doing like arcs, just, just doing one arc and trying to flesh that out. But again, with the variety that my players provide me, um, <laughs> that's, sorry, Kyle. that's the word for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Variety>. No, <laughs> it's a, it, it's a fun challenge and yeah, I, I'm pretty much at a point, maybe I'd probably say four to eight hours planning for an episode at this point. And I, that, that, that doesn't include time. I think going back and 
revisiting things. Like I think all the puzzles for the recent tomb that we went through, I had them planned out. And then we, when we got to recording it the day before I took time, revisited them and rewrote all of them the night before we recorded. (laughs) So that was a lot of fun. And it was way more accessible than what I had originally planned being a, theory nerd imagine that tone rose being more accessible than what you originally right. wrote what is your deal sorry oh that's gosh. why i was like let me think about yeah this. holy balls <laughs> anyway so well there's also too like the whole song per episode like we yeah. and you kind of answered this in one of the most recent episodes of like mm-hmm. is it cool like i didn't mean to call you shot like the song but you know we've gone for about 45 minutes and there's no song yet uh-oh yeah because like, we never know like what the song is going to be and even kyle sometimes is like yeah you told us after a random episode i don't remember what it was we were like yeah, if you didn't do that, I had no clue what we were going to do for a song. So, it's true. Uh, yeah. I do I do plan out moments, and I try to hint here and there, maybe sometimes too heavily. But uh, again, I, I think I've said it in an episode. Uh, you guys yeah. can ignore it. That's fine. I don't want to limit limit you as players yeah. in what you do or when you do it. I really want to try to provide an open route for you to travel down at your whim. Right. Because right. uh, sometimes the best songs come out of these totally random things, mm-hmm. like looking behind the curtain, which I guess is what this whole episode is. Um, the Yashi Won't You Dance With Me, which I think is oftentimes one of the favorite songs. This is my favorite. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, which gets to another question we have. Yeah, Cheeseburger. Uh, Goodrich or <laughs> Razzle was just like, it was you that was just like, oh, there's a dance club, right, Kyle? Well, because Kyle said that it's lit and Allie started laughing. Yeah. Like, Haha, it's lit. And I was like, oh, is there a dance club? Kyle's like, uh, yeah, sure. sure. So yep, you go none of that was planned and then that whole thing just came of it and then that song came of it and all yeah. this later stuff came of it. So yeah, it's just very, what very I, kind of flexible. What I like about that is that, that I actually got to turn around and use that because I added the whole like, you know, bodyguard at the door and yeah. whatnot. Right. And I that was totally random in the moment, just kind of coming up with things. I was like, what's in a club? Yeah, yeah. usually there's a bouncer of some sort. Right. So sure, there's a door that you can't get past because you're not VIP or whatever. I didn't know what it was at the time. But then later on, it's like, oh, well, well cool. We'll just, you know, we'll do the academic on there. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, we need to come up with more random rooms in the basement so that we can have more fun things <laughs> uh-huh. and songs. Uh, anyways, Herbie asks, uh, would love to know more about what recording equipment program you, you use. And we can just talk about this and making the uh, episode really good and do that real quick. So we used Pro Tools. Um, I had Pro Tools back when I was studying everything in school. It's great. There's lots of free recording software out there you can use, like Reaper and Audacity and stuff. I just happen to have Pro Tools, and with the load that we have, which is four vocal mics and then stereo inputs for a drum machine, stereo inputs for a keyboard, then a, a mono input for bass and guitar, uh, needed something that could handle it all. I'm pretty sure those other DAWs can do it too. Uh, maybe, sure. I, I've yeah. used a bunch. I use Audition at work, Adobe Audition, and that's great. Um, but yeah, Pro Tools. Um, and then we have uh, a Lisa's drum machine for Allie. Uh, we just use the sounds and logic for the keyboard. Logic's what I use both when I'm being Randy and when I write all the backing tracks for the right. show. Then Tons we, of samples in there and just all kind of MIDI data and stuff. Yeah. So. And then uh, I just have a guitar with a little pod pedal that I use for the different sounds. Kyle just goes direct in with his bass. Yeah. Uh, for the voices that we use, like the <laughs> Oh, hey guys, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like all that's... Oh yeah. Those are all uh, a TC Helicon Harmony GXT, trying to read it sideways, uh, voice pedal. So we do all those in real time. And then anything that goes on Kyle's voice is added in Pro Tools with an effect. So, uh, yeah, and then pretty much whenever we record, we sit down, go to town. Uh, I, I don't know. That's pretty much it. We roll everything. Everything is live pretty much when we record the songs and do the playing and whatnot. Um 
we go through as far as we can, or at least until Pro Tools crashes, <laughs> we have to pick up. But uh, yeah, sometimes we have to stop based on a like a spell, especially the bard spells. If we need to change the lyrics based on the yep. situation, we do that. Uh, but yeah, we go all the way through until we roll the chord dice. We pause before that and then roll roll them up. Then we make the song, which we'll talk about here in just one second. Then mm-hmm. we roll back in, and it's all great. So. Uh, yeah, sessions usually take, man, well, we'll talk about that whenever we do the songs, because <laughs> sessions would normally be, like, pretty close to how long it takes, like, how long the episode is, but the songwriting definitely throws that a little bit. Yeah. So, Littlest Legacy, that Micah guy, and at the Ace Grace all ask pretty much, uh, when is the background music added, how do you write the tracks, and how long does it take? So, Spurrier. Yeah. And, and let's us, talk. Yes. <laughs> well, so... If we had more time to do these episodes, it might go a little bit differently. But because we have to get them out every two weeks, as Goodrich edits it, he basically will go through and write me a document saying, okay, we're going to have music from here to here. This is what's going on. At this point, can you have something come in to represent blank? Or can you modify it to fit this kind of mood and feeling? Yeah, I basically spot the episode like you would like a film score kind of thing. Exactly. And so... um, and then, yeah, uh, go through and do that. And I usually basically have a week to write it all, sometimes more, sometimes less. And I'd say every track on average takes about an hour, but some could take two, some could take a couple of minutes. Like sometimes we re- will use the same song again and kind of modify themes and things like that. Which is why um, going back to Strumlots is so awesome. It does make things <laughs> yeah, a little easier. All the music's yeah. written. There's only um, like, I think the last time we went, there was only... Two or three things that were like, oh, we have a nurse's office now. A totally what's new that? theme or something. Yeah, yeah. what's that going to be and um, stuff? Creating lots of themes and ideas to kind of use throughout and modify to make sense in the context of what's going on. But, but yeah. I should maybe like post something, like one of the notes I've written that's not too spoilery. Because a lot of the times when I write these notes, Kyle will say something and I'll say in this notes like, I don't know what Kyle's doing here or if he's alluding to something, but we should probably have a theme in case this comes <laughs> oh, back <yeah>. later. <laughs> and you don't ask me? No, I want to ruin it for us. Like, <laughs> Like, like the most. Oh, I, okay, gotcha, gotcha, Yeah, gotcha. like the most I ask you is like, hey, is uh, what what I asked you recently? Oh, when when like splash on the on the Ira glass, like oh, yeah. I ask you like, okay, so you say a thud, like is that like a thud, like a table? And you're like, oh no, it's like a body hitting the floor. And I was like, oh geez. <laughs> so hopefully, like the sound design comes through. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically, uh, I, I'll maybe I'll look into posting something like that because they're and it's so funny because the first episodes were just like we need a yeah <laughs> there, there was, was like, no it was basically like we need a song that's this long for this there was no like okay at this point have this come in at this point have this come in so there'd be like three or four things and now these documents are like three or four pages long oh, they're, they're like, like three or four long oh, they yeah. can be but they're like three or four thousand words and all this stuff and yeah because now um, it's like okay start off with some percussion all right let's have the bass come in do that for 20 seconds all right so here comes this person it's conway let's have like a two or three piece you know thing for conway for a minute and a half okay then ali mentions this thing so have a thing come in for this and this goes away and yeah it's basically built kind of like that it's like little legos like you said that one time no oh, yes little puzzle exactly Exactly. Um, it's god dang amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. Well, it's well. So then I get it, and then uh, we just did. We need to celebrate this. Uh, the last episode was the first episode uh, yeah. in 31 episodes where Spurrier turns like all the music into me, and then I drop it into Pro Tools. That I haven't said something like, "Yeah, that." I mean, that was not all... the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there was one thing you wrote that was like. 
everything was great. Then you had this weird synth horn. Oh, like the in. weird '80s synth brass <laughs> or whatever that came in. And I was in. like, yeah, "What is that?" Much. You're like, oh, I, "I don't know. know. I'll just try again." <laughs> it turned so, out now fine. everyone's gonna want these rejected songs. <laughs> exactly. and like, I'm like, save them to the side. Well, well, really, it's not like a, a whole thing. It, there's only been, I think, right. once where you wrote something that you and I totally were completely at odds about. Oh, uh, we had to like redo that one like three or four times. Yeah. yeah, you're like, "Oh, this is not what I meant at all." And you're like, "Well, then, what did you mean?" And I was like, "I don't know." Jeez. <laughs> listen to the thing and you're like well I don't have the thing it's like well uh. <laughs> but yeah usually it's pretty good and easy and clear yeah. so but and then last episode was the first time where you just nailed it like this well, this stuff has been great too yeah. and that was largely thanks to Kyle because he's like oh it's like the Zelda shrines in Breath oh, of yeah. the Wild and A that music and game are amazing so that really helped and it's kind of Agreed. easy to crank that music out because just layer lots of ethereal sounding stuff together and just make it work so yeah. it really really kind of helped so, so thanks Kyle thanks hey, Kyle glad I can help make it easy this is this is one thing I always say uh, is that it's wild working on a podcast because especially a and d one because as the DM normally the DM is the one who's putting in a lot of time and I have a whole team of you that just put in marvelous work and it's uh, it's a pleasure to get to work with you <laughs> <Right>. so <laughs> like thank Dev- you all for making this handshake, like handshake. glorious yes yeah. exactly no problem well <laughs> yeah so I get all the stuff back from Spurrier I put it all in usually it's the night before that we're dropping to get the the final bits bits of it in yeah Uh, then uh, I mix the tune for the show and Bob's your uncle and we're home in time for tea yeah the episode goes out and it's great and we start the next one so that brings us to writing the song for each episode oh and let us know like if there's a question you want to just comment on the tweet for this and we'll try to answer as many as we can if we missed something but uh, writing the songs so Isaac and Zai ask how do you guys come up with lyrics for each of the songs that you do? How long does it take? Allie, would you? We've oh. just been like blabbing about making. <laughs> it's been exciting. Go. I'm actually learning a lot. There you go. So, I don't know. It's since they're like situational songs most of the time. The lyrics are kind of at like at least we know where we're headed, or we'll talk about okay, what's the point? Like, what are we really trying to get through? Especially if it's like a magic spell. Um, and then the others where it's kind of just like a random moment. I don't know. We just have fun with it. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll start lyrics while they're working out the like chords and, and different voices and stuff like that. Or sometimes it just starts flowing. Like, okay, well, this kind of goes into another question. So Elliot, Stephanie, the incredible doodler, Tracy, and Bethany all ask, what is your process for creating episode songs? Uh, aside from the chord dice and drum kit, how long does it take? Do we give ourselves time limits? What are the instruments we use? Which, I mean, we can pretty much just answer that one. Just the stuff in front of us, like me, guitar, Kyle, bass, Allie with the drum machine. and We brought in a recorder one time, Allie used. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We brought that. in an acoustic. Did yeah. We yeah. used to, like a ukulele. And a ukulele. Yeah. Yeah. We brought in a ukulele. Uh, and sprayers on the keys. Which and, gives us quite a few options. So Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, do we use computers or sound machines? It's kind of both. It's all digital, but they're played by us, analog, Lee, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Yashi Dance With Me, that took... What, all of 20 minutes? Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, like we knew we wanted to do something with the sevens, like stepping down because we were just learning about sevens and And we we only rolled the C's and F's. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. so so, and I knew like when we were kind of stopping and writing the song, I was like, I kind of like this. I'm like, Yashi, why don't you dance with me? And then I was working on that and Allie was simultaneously working on the part Yashi sings. Yeah, and they just kind of like worked together at the same time really nicely. Yeah, and that random dance club gave so much. (laughs) I know. Uh, Then we've had other songs that have literally spanned two sessions like yep. uh, the one where you were sick 
Oh, I think yeah. it was right after before Goblox. I can't remember which mm-hmm. one it was. Yeah, but, but still, even if I wasn't sick, I think we would have had to wait because it was like late. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. And that was a thing too with uh, with Razzle's song with both both of the ones like the Axu something song and the Razzle's a sad boy song. Uh, <laughs> both of those were uh, like the U something song. I knew I wanted to write something about U something, and Kyle and I, you know, know about Razzle's yeah. business. So Wink. we yeah. kind of had the idea of, okay, maybe from Usamthan's perspective. And right. then it's like, uh, we tried a few things. It's it like, didn't I work. Need to, he needed to think so, on it a bit. So we decided like, okay, well, there's not a lot left of the episode. Let's just record the end of the episode next time and I'll have like lyrics written. I had two weeks or something to write it. I still wound up just coming up with all of it the night before. <laughs> because <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. I just, yeah. it, it is. And uh, same with Razzle's sad song. Um, when we were like, okay, well, we have to do two different songs. We were working on the same room, and I was like, okay, I can't really concentrate. Let me go in the other room, and I'll try to work out some stuff. Still didn't have really anything, and I really wanted yeah. it to be, you know, indicative of the moment. <laughs> so yeah. it, we, It's nice, and we don't always have that luxury of being able to, because, like, if it's a spell song, like, I need to hear it yeah. to be able to determine what happens mm-hmm. and you know, go off your lyrics. So there's sometimes we can't do that. It's like, uh, wish we could finish the episode. Yeah. So that one, that one, I think I wound up doing, uh, we finished the episode because I don't remember exactly, but I think that we, I just told you, Kyle's like, look, here's the deal. Like, it's going to be a sad song about Razzle. Yeah, but they they didn't have any magical component to it. It wasn't like, you know, the, the magical bard spells. So I think we recorded the end of the episode and then I had to record it by myself, which kind of made sense. It it felt right to just be here all alone. Uh, yeah, I wrote most of that at your place, actually, Spurrier, when I was watching your cats. Oh, I just grabbed the acoustic guitar and was like, I need to finish this freaking song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and leave awesome messages that are timed to an alarm. That's oh, true. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So it. I would say on average, though, a song takes about two, two to, to four, eight hours. Two to eight <laughs> hours. Yeah. yeah. It really depends. Like recently, I'd say it takes from about three. Four, I'd say the average is three and a half. Yeah, that would sound about right. And that it just is all over the place. So, but that pretty much is that. We used to try to give ourselves time limits, but we quickly found that that was not going to work. If we wanted two episodes, yeah, no, yeah, this is going to, especially if we wanted to write something good. That's true. Yeah, I always was like, yeah, thirty minutes. Yeah, thirty minutes. Write a song in thirty minutes. Uh, Do it. You just wanted us to improv the whole thing. I did. I originally wanted you to just go for it and like see what happened and. If you came up with a good song, you came uh, up with a good song. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't last. So I, I think we nah. had we we had recorded ourselves actually making the song, but we quickly were like, I don't think anyone like. There's a lot of noodling involved, and it's kind of like a solving puzzles. Yeah, no one wants to you hear don't that. Hear that? I mean, right. It's out there. We'll break it down a little for you. Yeah, give you the gist. Yeah, we yeah. were thinking about doing that for this song, where we'd actually record some of us coming up with it, just do something real quick. But right. uh, Elise asks, "How did you come up with the concept of chord die?" We didn't. We, we, we didn't. bought not. Spurrier yeah. bought them on corddice.com. You can buy them there too. Corddice.com. Get at us, please. <laughs> yes, that would be. Uh, and we do have a cord extension die that we'll maybe yeah. use. Maybe later. one day. Yeah, those are D6s instead of D8s. Yeah. Tell you, like, mm-hmm. add on all this jazzy stuff to your cords. But So we'll see. Uh, Colleen, Bethany, and at Ryan the Science ask What is your favorite bard song so far? I, I think we peaked at Yashi Dance with me. Can we be no, honest? It's all really? been down. <laughs> it's all been down. <laughs> what? Down. I'm just kidding. No way. The the, uh, the treasure chest song from episode 30 was 
Oh, the one before this. Oh, the yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the funky one. Yeah, the right, funky right. one. That was such a jam. I listened to that song like se- seven times in a row one day. <laughs> That's true. We need to just make that a longer Lindby song. Yeah, oh, yeah. For reals. I'd be down with some that. solos in that. That thing. Yeah. I'd jams. say one of my favorite was the Fishy Folk song. It's yeah, <laughs> just so like good and goofy. Yeah. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, rup, 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 rup. yeah. <laughs> it was good. And it was funny because I remember doing that. Spurrier asked me like, "How do you do the Gill voice?" Like when, and I like explained. It, it's like you put it in the back of your throat and you kind of just you know marble it around in there. And now I have to sing in that <laughs> voice. Yeah. Sing in that voice. Oh, boy, look at me, you must just sing. <laughs> How about you, Spurrier? Uh, Basem, I've always liked. Oh, well, fake, basem. yeah, fake Basem, oh, yeah. so yeah. good. Face him. That one was a lot of fun. That was another one too. That was great because that was the first. I don't know if it was the first time, but with me being all sad and existentially <laughs> angst, that, that was definitely the first time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. For me, it's I, Yashi danced with me. Like I can't. It's just. It's a jam and, too. And, and, oh, it's and, great. Yeah. It's, and just I don't know, like that one too. You remember how we when we stopped, like we were all upset because we rolled all the same. Yeah. You know the same <laughs> chords. That was the only time I think we had ever discussed changing the chord dice rolls. Well, off and wasn't mic. that the second time that had yes. happened? Yeah. Because right? the because the episode right. prior was a bunch of C's and yeah. F's. Yeah. And so we so we had to say no. Like we can't do this. We yeah. can't yeah. just like we that. said we were gonna go yeah. with the first roll and can't yeah. compromise. No. Nope. And so, but Gotta then it worked it. out because we could just use the sevenths to change it, and then the song. Toned out being a jam, and it was great. So, that and that five four song, I've always liked. That yes. one's yeah. That one was tough too with all those vocal parts. That one definitely was airing was on one. the side of five. It was good though. Hours, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was one of the longer ones. Tobias asks, how much of your songwriting, both in and out of show, is influenced by having studied music theory? How much is what feels right, and how do your knowledge of theory and your musical instincts inform each other? I always looked at using theory as a way to bend the rules. Yeah, I think that's true. And I also think, though, and I often say this to my students, that it's like you learn all these rules and it becomes like, ah, oh, this chord has to go to this chord and this chord has to go to that chord. Right. And I think what you know you can break those rules to get back to that pre-theory knowledge where you just kind of go with what just feels and sounds right to like mm-hmm. kind of grasp that again can be a bit of a challenge but I think this has definitely helped because sometimes we don't have an option it's like oh we didn't roll that chord it'd be so nice to have a five. Oh my right? gosh when we had our quest for five for the first it's what like, like 10 <laughs> episodes or something ridiculous <laughs> yeah um, I, but I think that knowing that like okay when you have a five chord it really wants to go to one like I think that's kind of what you're talking about when like what feels right like that always right. feels right unless you go to six to be yeah. all scurry but I, I mean it's kind of hand in hand I guess um, it's kind of sad in that uh, oh well this kind of goes into the next question Brandon and Legati Works and at Lady Elisa ask does having to write songs as chaos sauce and using chord dice uh, has that changed how you've uh, look at creating music overall as a band and has it helped or do we feel we've become better musicians because of it uh, the sad kind of truth <laughs> for, for me anyways uh, it is, I mean it's sad but it's also good because the show's here is mm-hmm. uh, I have steadily become probably a less good guitar player <laughs> as the show has gone on just because I have to spend so much time right. you know, editing and mixing while Razzle is you know, becoming more better <laughs> yeah. musician. Uh, Songwriting-wise, it's definitely helped. Absolutely. Yeah, forcing yeah. yourself to create something and like put it out there and I mean, and even for me in terms of mixing and editing and stuff, like I can't sit there and 
flip flop on an edit or waffle back and forth on, oh, was this good? Was that? I just have to like, no, do it, do it, do it, go, go, go. And yeah. uh, as we've done it more, I think it's become easier. And man, how, how has it helped Lindby? Well, I mean, well, Lindy has written <laughs> over 30 songs in the last year and a half. It's right. true. Technically, it's technically yeah. true. Well, and I'd also say we played our first show for the first time in nine months or something recently. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I think us just having to create, record, and just master something in such a small period of time, like people were like, wow, that was a surprisingly good show. And we were like, like okay. oh. And we felt, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I felt pretty good about it. I don't yeah. know how you guys I had felt. fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was good. Um, Linby has definitely taken kind of a backseat, and I think we're all fine with that. And, yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, it, it's and, weird to talk about it like that because it's like yeah. Linby presents Bombarded has Chaos Sauce, and it's like it's just the same thing. Yeah. But I, I, I honestly, I always joke around like we've tricked people into listening to our band. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> true. It's very true. That yeah. was definitely one of the things we started. We're like maybe more people will listen to Linby if <laughs> at first they hear we have a D and D show, uh, which is cool. And wow. I mean, I think yeah. just in terms of the traditional band of like you record an album, you play shows, then you record another album, and you play more shows. That started to kind of yeah get a little wearing. Right. We're, we're just putting here. out a new single every. Yeah, two weeks. that's all it is. Yeah, plus, yeah exactly. Plus some OSG Short stuff. Little. That's definitely well, helped you, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the main things I was told in school when doing composing, they're like, it's a muscle. You need to compose every day. Yep. And I definitely didn't do that when I was in the school. But now I have to. Like, I have to put out new stuff all the time. And it's that whole, like, not everything you write is going to be the best, but some good stuff will come of it because you're just constantly creating. And I generally feel... There's two or three every episode that I like, and of course I do two or three for the OST per episode, so it kind of works out. Yeah. So, well, some of the ones you do that you're not too fond of, you know, I'm like, man, that was awesome. Like, yeah, what the I, heck, some, dude? And sometimes like, oh. there are those. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice to hear. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, that's songwriting and making of the show. So now we'll move on to the Kyle's corner portion, and then we'll get to some fun questions. Uh, so yes. Kyle Autumn wants to know what NPC character did you have to flesh out more than you planned because of chaotic campaigners asking. questions? Questions. <laughs> uh, I had to plan out the uh, the, the trees in the in the oh. discordant fields because uh, I did not anticipate talking to them, and all of a sudden I had an NPC on my hands. Yep. Uh, so the trees <laughs> were the probably the most I had to flesh out in a very small amount of time. There you go. Is that including all their insides? Or yes. Was that... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. I was like, okay, wait a second, because you talked to the grass at the beginning of that episode, yeah. and I was like. I have to anticipate. It was that moment that I realized he could talk to these trees. Let me plan something out That's... for them. Because it was originally just going to be like, uh, oh, here's a point where you can stop. And like, rest. It, 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 is, it is a marker, like a landmark. That's right. I remember you telling us after the show, like, yeah, thanks a lot. Kind of forced my hand on uh, <laughs> hey, a lot of things. You know what? It, it, it provided yeah. an opportunity to push some of the plot forward. And uh, that's one thing about DMing that I subscribe to is, you know, if something comes up and you have that opportunity, try and take it. And I think it was I, I made you play a song, essentially, in that yeah. area. And that was my time to prep and be like, OK, what's going to happen here? And I more or less figured it out. There you go. Yeah, well, writing the song. Well, wow. Maisie asks, uh, does Kyle have any world building or puzzle tips? So there you go. Yeah, and all yeah. the other stuff you said. Uh, as far as puzzles, um, make them easier than you think they need to be <laughs> because sometimes things will not be picked up. That's what I did when I said earlier I, I took a step back and I refigured out all the puzzles for the tomb. That's what I did. I was like, I thought I made them, you know, 
fairly easy. Of course, I didn't even consider the fact of having different Theory 4 teachers. But uh, <laughs> Can't believe you missed that, Kyle. I think about that all the time. <laughs> right? But, um, but no, like, you know, taking that step back and, like, deciding to, okay, how can I make this even more accessible? Like, adding in things like the zero beneath the certain letters in that first puzzle. Things like that really, really will help your puzzle be more attainable while also maybe not being as easy as you think it will be. Cool. Um, yeah. Well... Ray wants to know, Kyle, how much of the story do you have figured out and how much did you have figured out at the beginning of the podcast? Also, how much is taken from the D&D world, like the planes, because you mentioned the ethereal plane, uh, but then the training sessions had their own names. Yeah, um, I, I'm, of course, creating my own thing, and uh, I'm kind of playing with some of the aspects that I'm familiar with from, uh, I'm not as well versed in the lore of D&D as, as others out there, but I, I know enough to get by, I guess. Yeah. So I've kind of borrowed things here and there, and yeah, I'm kind of, you know, making my own material plane and building this sort of multiverse around, around the concepts a little bit, but they're... I, I don't know really how to explain it beyond just That's fair. making it work. And as far as the the story itself, I have the main narrative arc figured out and the climax and everything and what people's motives are and involved in that. But there is so much I don't have planned out simply because I want to... I want to provide the opportunity for the bards to lead the story because that's how I believe in playing is I, I may be, you know, holding your hand a little bit to places, but I really want you guys to drive the story and where things go. Yes, you get missions and whatnot from the school, but you handle those how you handle them. And I kind of take those story bits that I've worked out and drop them where I think they're going to work best. Like, again, going back to the trees, yeah. that was something I didn't know exactly when I was going to be dropping plot points or hints or, you know, the, the bits of information but once it happened i was like okay here's an opportunity let's go ahead and drop some things here and yeah. i think it worked out really well personally well i remember you telling us uh, before we started one of those like after the bearberry debacle like you had said like yeah i didn't have to plan anything for this session this is all you guys <laughs> this is all what you want to do so yeah i've um, had those so alice asks uh how do you go about making npcs and finding their voices I kind of think of some, you know, I, of course I reference characters. There's some really goofy ones like uh, like Wesley Flibbleton. And, right. uh, you know, uh, I can't even remember his name now because he's just... Uh, oh, he's finger bones. Finger bones, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fibblewix McFlibs. There we yeah. go. Uh, you know, things like that. I come up, like, let's come up with a goofy one. Then there's ones like Dogum, who was actually a PC that I played at a comic book store. So that was like, okay, I'll just use one of my old characters as an NPC. So I've done that before. Uh, also, taking inspiration from shows that I like a lot of the base mark was inspired by some of the tropes you find in uh, in Trigun I mean there's one episode that I straight up ripped like oh the drunk person in town approaches the protagonist and you know uh, is wanting to get wanting to get a drink and then you find out that they're more involved in the story right. than you would initially would think of a drunk so as any town drunk would be exactly surely um so Mark asks, is the inspiration for Symbol's mantle of inspiration Sunny from Tariko? Because it sounds like Sunny from Tariko. And they posted a photo, and I was like, yeah. Okay, I, I looked it up, um, and I've not seen Tariko. So unfortunately not, no, but yes, it is now. Because, uh, yeah, it, that's, I can see how you would go yeah. there. Uh, no, I mean, you know, uh, I, I think his whole mantle of inspiration is just inspired by the glam right. kind of ideal sure. and uh, aesthetic. Uh, at Riley Silly Soul 
sorry, I'm trying to just bang some of these out. Um, at Riley Silly Soul says or asks, has Splash put any more thought into his life or death pedagogy? He has also implied that the only way to get a good story is with that type of drama built in. But does he really believe the only stories worth telling require such dramatic dressing? Uh, uh, Splash has a flair for the dramatic at, at points and I would say in his performing days being a little bit more dramatic was definitely his thing so he subscribes to that to a degree of course I don't think he would hold hard to that you know if somebody was like well I like this story because you know it doesn't have you know the drama that necessarily he could probably see the importance of it and understand right. but I think that's just a personal preference for him and he enjoys those kind of grandiose dramatic kind yeah. of uh, tales well and also they ask uh, are there any non-musical bards in this setting, like textile bards, painting bards, cooking bards, etc.? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, on the uh, the bard board, um, right. wasn't that it? The bulletin bard. The bulletin <laughs> bard. <laughs> yeah. So on the bulletin bard, there was actually the opportunity to be the backing music for in, an interpretive dance troupe. Okay. So yes, there are, and I would even consider Alton Brown a, a chef bard. Alto gotcha. Brown. Yes, Alto, <laughs> right. Alto Brown, gotcha. a chef bard, where you know. His entertainment is through the culinary practice. Right. Uh, John asks, what was the most unexpected lyric the group has come up with for a song? Uh, I wouldn't say it was the group, but uh, Randy's Wonderball songs really surprised me uh, <laughs> in a way. But you I just, enjoy them at the same time. Right. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. <laughs> the third date is coming up. Oh, so. boy. Uh, okay. Uh, at Deku Descartes asks, uh, have you thought about sometimes switching up systems for some cool storytelling or borrowing rules or moves from other systems? Kind of like Friends at the Table. Uh, no, mainly because as you are new players, I want you to get more accustomed to the rule settings of D&D so that we can, you know, kind of get a grasp on this. So maybe maybe down down the road that might be a possibility, but considering how, how fresh my players are, I, I don't want to introduce anything that is going to change what they already are familiar with. Thanks, Kyle. Everyone no say thanks. thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> uh, at Nerdy Piggy asks, Kyle, who is the character you've spent the most time on? And if you could say, who has the most secrets? Splash. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's why his hair so rainbowy. It's so full of secrets. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I actually have a handful of NPCs that I've worked on uh, a similar amount. And there, I would probably say the NPC I've fleshed out the most is Tabitha. Nice. Well. Well, well. I thought <laughs> you were going to say Splash for sure, but here we are. Uh, and I'm sure that that character also holds the most secrets. Uh, next question, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is probably a, a quick answer. Autumn wants to know, are there NPCs you're excited to share, but we haven't had a chance to meet yet? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, that'll do it for Kyle's Corner. Thank you very much, Kyle. Thank you. Uh, do you want to ask us some yeah. questions? Let's, uh, let's get into some questions here from, uh, from Nash. Chaos Sauce has a tickle fight. Who wins? Randy. Uh, I mean, until yeah, I get Randy. squashed by Yashi, because Yashi's laughing so hard, she just crushes him. Yes. Yeah, I could put you in a mean, like, headlock. I was gonna say. We have to get him first. His dexterity is so high. I know. Yeah. He's used to running in between my feet. That's so, like, true. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, Razzled loses for sure. I think it'd be between you two. You so. start, <laughs> too, yeah. you start yeah. laughing and you turn into a fish or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to say Yashi just because I think, yeah, she'd grapple. I'd get you and, eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, from Star Sprouts, would you ever consider doing an episode with Automatones? 
I actually have one. Uh, Spurrier, you gave that to me? Uh, yeah, for Christmas or mm-hmm. your birthday or something. Yeah. yeah. Many years ago. It actually ago. doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I tried changing <laughs> the batteries last year to play around with it, and it's like, meow. I'll try to find a clip of an automaton <laughs> to insert now. Okay, party. Wow. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, yeah, sure. If we had a working one, that'd be pretty fun. So from 3R0AR, or 3Roar, um, if you could have any character from an alternate universe join the group, who would you choose, either from a book or TV show or movie, etc.? Maybe like Lisa Simpson, because <laughs> we're all pretty low intelligence. <laughs> and uh, bringing those sweet sax skills in, I mean, yeah. I'd be true. down. Yeah, yeah. She'd keep us going, yeah. I think. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. It's true. I'd probably, well, I'm going to cheat and say two, but I just feel like they go kind of hand in hand. Having Ed and Ein from oh. Cowboy Bebop. Oh. I thought you were about to say Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, and Eddie, too. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, just because, A, we'd be cool to have another animal in our yeah. midst, yeah. Uh, and Ed could give all her sweet skills. Uh, but then, of course, all the sweet tunes they would bring with them, because yeah. that show is the best soundtrack of oh, all time. God. It really does. We just kind of follow them wherever we go. We wouldn't even have to play. So. Yeah. Well, mine was going to be the doctor, because, who boy. Oh, well. Oh. Would, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> traveling in all of time and space would certainly come in handy when uh, dealing with all these old, old NPCs. PCs that Kyle has like Seriously. oh yeah let's just go back 300 how old is Splash we don't know yeah. whatever <laughs> just go back to the beginning of time and say oh hey Splash what's up you're a teacher later on do you know that what <laughs> he <laughs> probably would well maybe Splash like is the doctor I mean Doctor Who by the oh. way oh, I say yeah. the doctor sorry right. uh, yeah, yeah yeah but yeah 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 Doctor Who for sure um, so if I had any character from an alternate universe that would join the group, um, I'm going to I'm going to flip this question a little bit. I'm not going to say the group of chaos sauce, but I'm going to say the group of us playing at the table. Oh. So if I were to bring somebody in on the table, I would want Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine Nine because <laughs> his character develop or his ability to come up with random like characters is so good that I feel like it would be. Awesome to have. Maybe he could just DM a session for the four of us. Oh, oh that would be <laughs> that would be really good. I don't know if Jake Peralta. I don't recall Jake Peralta ever being into D and D, but uh, probably. Again, this is my fantasy. Well, and <laughs> also you could just bring in anyone you want because you're the dungeon. That's true. Maestro. In the actual game, I can put in anybody I want. Watch yeah. out for uh, Jake Peralta coming. In. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how about uh, the uh, if you're gonna hang out with one bombarded NPC? Who would that be? Uh, I would hang out with my boy, Symbol. Yeah, you would. And we would hit up all of them sweet delicatessens, getting all those good treats. Yep. yep. I was thinking Conway might be fun to just, like, <laughs> waltz around with for the day, like, hearing all his old stories. <laughs> um, that or maybe, like, Boom Queen. Yeah. She just seems like she was cool. She'd be, like, <laughs> cool to Spend Fourth of with. July with Boom Queen. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, Tabitha. I'm not oh. gonna lie, like you travel to space, hang out, and I mean, That's true. she sounds yeah. like she has a lot of fun a lot of the time, right, Cal? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love to hang out with her and yeah, stargaze and stuff. That sounds fantastic. Just take it easy and hang out with Zill. <laughs> <laughs> have a really chill kind of kind of day. Be like Simon Pegg and Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's so true. That or maybe uh, if I want, an, want another chill day, maybe Dogum. 
Just do some fishing. Drink right that on. sweet brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah right exactly. on. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> so, and that was Bethany who sent that one in. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, uh, do y'all have any book suggestions? I'm just gonna go ahead and say I don't. I, you know, I oh. I try reading. Um, I'm not the best at it. I'm a better listener. You're not the best at reading. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little like, randy when it comes right. to it. So, I, no. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I would probably say something generic that everyone's read. So, Name of the Wind, you just read that, right? I'm still reading it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that uh, it is good. I, I am enjoying it. It's a lot of yeah. fun. And it's. I think it's kind of, uh, it's already milling around in my mind for like Bombarded 2.0. And Sam asked this question. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Uh, I would say Dune. I just, I. it's an old classic. There's a ton in there that's, you can tell people have drawn inspiration from, and mm-hmm. this is a good story. Like, I dig all that sci-fi, and especially on a different planet, and just, you know, the spice must flow. The the Gunjabar <laughs> and the Kwisatz Haderach, the... The Muad'Dib. The Muad'Dib, you know. Reading love. from the Princess Emelon, or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Elisa and Al-Gaib, all that stuff. It's just a good story. I like it a lot. It's, it's, it's an amazing book, oh man. Yeah, I don't have a ton, but, like, I think I tend to read, like, comedy books. Right. So um, I'm reading Aaron Gibson's uh, Feminasty book right oh, now. nice. From the Throwing Shade podcast. Uh, I've heard, like, Michelle Obama's book is very good. Yeah, I know a bunch um, of people have read it. Yeah. yeah, super great. So, Ender's Game well, is good. Oh, dude, yeah, Ender's Game. Yeah, so yeah. Good. I would, uh, since we've got the whole fantasy Dungeons & Dragons things going, for all you gamers out there, the Witcher series, I've just played mm-hmm. the game that's actually based on some Polish books, and the whole Witcher series is amazing, kind of... Uh, Got the political backstabbingness of Game of Thrones, but all like the magicalness of Dungeons and Dragons and fighting monsters and all this crazy stuff. So, uh, and they're all finally in English. When I was reading them, like only Ooh. half of them were. So I still need to finish that entire series, but yeah, it was Dang. pretty amazing. And uh, this next question is for Nick Goodrich from at oh. Mexicana. How far does his crush on Splash go, lol? And I think, I know it says his. <laughs> my crush? So, yeah, I think Goodrich. <laughs> You you crushing on? They you crushing on my boy? Come on! I think we all. And also that would yeah, answer yeah. both. How far okay. does your crush go, and how far does Razzle's crush well, go? Well, I don't really know. I'd, I still <laughs> can't decide. Like if if he's like a good dude or not because oh, he keeps right. making us all suspicious. And honestly, that's probably nah. Razzle's answer too. Like. At first, he's sus- like suspicious of Symbol, but then Symbol goes back and totally redeems <laughs> himself. <laughs> so uh, you're saying there's some intrigue there, and Razzle is intrigued. Yeah, I would say so. To maybe sure. not necessarily a positive or negative way, but yes, depends exactly. on the situation. So uh, it goes as far as that, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see about the rest of it. We'll let things yeah. grow as they grow. Yeah. And to that effect, I have a question here from Sophie that says, do you think there will ever be developed queer relationships on the podcast? I know this is kind of a weird question, but I think I remember one of you being queer. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, I, I'm a cishet ally and, uh, you know. Same with the rest of us. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yep, and, uh, yep, yep. W Wild Beastion asked the same thing. Are any of y'all LGBT plus or was that a choice for your characters? And yeah, we're all uh, cishet, but like Kyle said, for sure allies. Yeah. And as far as developing our characters on the show, I know that we kind of... All of us were more focused on learning Dungeons and Dragons and the rules and kind of the musical side of things. Yeah, just trying right. to check all the boxes that were in the book. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. what what powers do we have and what stat block is this and what is that? Yeah, yeah. all and of our focus was there at first. Yeah, kind of just left it all open to see where the story would take us. Yeah, for sure. And I I know um, as far as 
building the story more like we wanted any sort of interactions like that to feel natural and just like you mm-hmm. meet a person. That person that you meet does these things that are good or bad and you develop a relationship with them yeah. and how that develops is how it develops. And we all, I think, kind of have an idea now that we're more experienced players as far as how our characters are going to react in that kind of sense. And I know, Kyle, you've you've already had a, a queer character on the show. Yeah, like I've, a, I've included some with uh, Alphonse in the Basin arc. And, he said uh, his ex-Jeff, which I guess yeah. is his ex-husband? Yeah, his ex-husband. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to approach that in a very casual manner where it's not, you know, representation is important, and that's something we're all still, you know, working on and understanding. And I've spoken to a few people, and I'm trying to branch out and learn as much as I can. So figuring out that representation where, uh, of course, you know, it's not an in-your-face thing or... Well, and, it, and, it, and we don't want to ever just like... Like you want to meet a person and you want to get to know them as a person. And, uh, and in all of us, especially in our lives, all experience that where like you don't find out that someone is gay or straight or whatever. You just meet a, a person and they're cool and you get yeah. to know them and then eventually it comes up. And yeah. I think that's important to us, especially now that we've played more, doing that in the story and making sure that yeah. we don't disrespect. Because again, like Kyle said... We're all really, 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 really trying our best. Mm-hmm. And obviously, correct us if we ever misstep because we're Please. really Absolutely. trying to do a good job. But uh, we lack the experience and the authority. And, I mean, we know that. And so we're trying just to handle everything as delicately and respectfully as possible. So Yeah. Well, and also, I think, too, we wanted to focus more on the musical aspect of things. Just That's true. I actually didn't really know that bards were all promiscuous. and <laughs> Yes, they are. <laughs> like, That's yeah. a big part of them. I was just like, ooh, bards. They do music. That's cool. <laughs> and then the more I, I like researched them and found out more of bars, like, oh, geez, they seduce everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. That's probably going to come up. So, <laughs> yeah. It'll, yeah. It, it happens as it happens. I and know. perhaps not acknowledging it off the bat, maybe that's our privilege showing through, which, you know, we apologize about. But yeah. we're, we're working on it and we're getting there. It and is, having fun doing it, too. I would say that, though, and uh, you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, it's there for sure. Oh, like, uh-huh. yeah. The representation is 100% in the show, and we just don't want it to feel forced or misrepresented, and we're trying to do as much with music as we can and let the music kind of speak for itself and, you know, Music right. in itself is like that, where yeah. you can hear a song by anyone, regardless of their orientation or their yeah. background, and be moved by it. Absolutely. And that's kind of our MO, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of going off of that, what are our thoughts on the Yashi Tabitha Sweater Spoon ship? Yes, please. Oh, God, I, <laughs> adorable. Yeah, it's I hope so. Yeah. yeah. It's all up to Yashi. Well, yeah. I mean, kind of like we had just been talking about, it was something when we created our characters, we kind of just left that open. So. Yeah. When I guess Tabitha first kind of mentioned mm-hmm. something about showed interest, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, okay, this is okay, okay sure, yeah, okay. And then it kind of yeah. happened again. So me and Kyle talked like, so what's like going on here? Like, you guys talk you about trying us? to? <laughs> no, no, we never. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly never see each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys have been meeting up without yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, yep. But we're we're kind of letting it uh, play out and see what happens. Like. I don't really know it's going to happen yet, yeah, but I right. I love all of the art behind it. Yeah, me come too. And the um, stories that we've gotten from different like fanfics, I, they're I, just all very adorable. I I love it. I really hope that it happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I mean, I feel like it's it's obvious, and you know, if I need to say it, I say it. Tabitha's definitely attracted to Yashi. That I feel like that's been yeah, known. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but the reasons it's for sure why Yashi's and, still like, okay, what's going on? Does she even your intelligence pick up score, on it? Again, I mean, yeah. you know, she's a Orc from the road. It's yeah, not... there's reasons why, and of course, that's that's character development that we're going to we're going to get down that road, yeah. and it'll play out how it plays out. But 
as far as what Yashi does, that's totally up to Ali and uh, having that you know control over your yeah. character is what this game's all about. Well, and yeah. same with Razzle. Razzle comes from the mines and definitely was way into studying and you know all of that stuff with the lore. You trying to something. say Razzle's a gold digger? Yeah, you yeah. don't say. That. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, thanks, Edith, for that question. Uh, kind of going off of that, at Astro underscore Arcanum asks if you could spend a day with your characters, how would you spend it? Uh, <laughs> or for the Dungeon Meister, which NPC, I definitely wouldn't spend time in the mines with Razzle for sure. I don't think Razzle would want to do that either. Um, but what I would want to do with Razzle is probably play video games because A, that would probably blow his mind, and B, we could just play Minecraft. Imagine oh, playing yeah. Minecraft with a dwarf from yeah. D&D. That'd yeah. be great. I think it would be. I think Raz will be into it. I'm <laughs> pretty dang good. Anywho. I think me and Yashi would get in, you know, one of those Jeeps that, like, don't have the doors on it or any of those. <laughs> We'd, like, go cruising for sandwiches. Like, <laughs> check out, you know, all the different local places and Jealous. try their wares. Yeah. <laughs> Steal as many spoons as possible along oh, the way. Yeah. Right. Oh, and Razzle could transform and, you know, I could go around with animals and junk. We could have all sorts of hijinks. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Randy's kind of in the same boat. Uh, Randy and Eddie and me, that'd be the three Ds. Ding, dong, ditch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all, the, all the hijinks and all the raising of the hell. It would be great. So, so. you'd do that. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd probably hang out with Mitch and try out some really wicked carts to drive around and go Dude, test yeah. out which carts have the best suspension. <laughs> it hasn't you been know, brought up, but I feel like Mitch know, is a cart guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then he could like, play pranks on Splash. He'd probably be into that. I mean, too. pulling some sick donuts in yeah. the cart in the in the Strumlots parking, parking lot. lot. <laughs> sure, and then going inside to Alto Brown and getting sweet donuts. Yes. All right. This next one comes to us from Modified Roll Podcast and Tobias. Their question is. What's each member's favorite Monty Python bit? And I'm going to go ahead and just hand this off to Spurrier and Goodrich as uh, <laughs> you're more well-versed. That's fair. Uh, I don't even know the names of the bits. I just know specific. Like the, the parrot one. The parrot is no mole. Classic. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What was yours? Do you know? Uh, well, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. And so like, there's all the classic ones like the dead parrot and spam and how to spot someone from very far away. But uh, recently when I've been watching it again with my wife, Mel, uh, we watched uh, Najor's Saga oh. and uh, <laughs> when they go to France and talk to Sartre, right? Yeah. And well, they sing the girl from Ibanita yeah. and that they're walking around in the ocean and stuff. Yep. And, That's yeah. not the really long yeah. intro, right? Yeah, and it yeah. keeps happening over and over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I think uh, mine... I don't know. The dead parrot one is just so classic. I hate to say it's my favorite, but man, it's just such I, a good yeah, skit. Yeah, but if you took like a deeper cut. Yeah, deeper your... cut. Probably the RAF banter, the, what hair, Squiffy? And uh, oh, it was yeah. like, Balling Jerry, praying this kite, right in the house of your father, Harry Blighter, Dickie Birdied. But uh, when he says like, <laughs> he says like uh, oh, I didn't catch any of that chap. He's like, oh, try it a bit slower. Slower banter. <laughs> Rather. Well, that or the uh, bookstore, like dentist gangsters. Oh, where, like they just keep spinning out. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. he goes in to buy a book on false teeth and the and John Cleese is at the desk and he thinks he's like an undercover agent sent from like the British Dental Association yeah. to uncover <laughs> some sort of plot and it winds <laughs> up that he actually does. That's good stuff. But uh, yeah. yeah, those two. Well, the one that all four of us know and kind of worked our way into our vernacular as far as the later seasons, there's the uh, Tinny and Gorn and oh, all that. Yes. Yes. Gorn, yeah. nice and woody. Well, nice we even play way. one, uh, a Python one. Oh, yes. Oh, so yeah, there's we that. Yeah, we play uh, Knights, Knights Around the Table. table. Yeah. 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 
All right, I, can I read this one, Kyle? This, sure, this one you made can. Me, yeah. This one made me laugh a lot when I read it. Uh, at uh, Plush Darling asks, if Bombarded is so good, where's Bombarded 2? <laughs> I know the answer to that question. <laughs> well, it's in the future, man. Yeah, and then Autumn asks, is there going to be a second campaign podcast or an extended cut? Uh, hey, so my life right now, I can't. I just can't like, <laughs> like with editing uh, yeah. for now. And that kind of answers another question um, at Choju K underscore art asks. Uh, it's been a while since it was last mentioned. So I was wondering if the Patreon was still in the works and if so, when could we ex- expect to see it to go live? Uh, all that stuff that's extra. Mm-hmm. We're kind of playing it by ear like musicians ah. do <laughs> just because uh, right now with just getting episodes out on time, it's a lot of yep. work. And uh, I have actually been saving all the shorter songs, which actually Abby asks, uh, I love the shorter songs you guys don't roll for. Uh, are we going to release them as an album sometime? I think, Yeah. Release them. I don't know how, but I have Eventually, them all. Yeah. We, we, we've just yeah. been talking about the Patreon for so long, and it, it that's just more work. Yeah, and, we, really, with the Patreon, we want to make sure, like, if you're going to be giving us money on a regular basis, we want you to get something that's worth that money. Yeah. And we are hesitant to do that because we don't want to do you bad like that. Yeah, yeah. well, and also, it's, it's like we like what we're doing right now, and we mm-hmm. love making the show. And it's a lot. It's a ton of work, but it's still yeah. really rewarding and fun. And adding something more to it might suddenly make it not as fun because yeah. it'll feel like work because I don't know. I don't know. I just have a weird. Yeah, no, we've I always, understand. Yeah, we've always talked about it, like the four of us, and like we're like, yeah, it'd be great. And then we all kind of shy away because life gets super yeah. wild and bananas yeah. like this past month did. And then all of a sudden we're not ahead on episodes. It's like, uh-oh, we just have a week to record and edit an episode. We should probably. So, you know, stuff like that happens. Yeah. But, but yeah, Bombarded too, Kyle. What's the word? You gotta- oh, it's in the future, man. Oh, okay, cool. It's Next in the question. future. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I, I if you unless you're talking about the the next people that are doing the, the thing that we're doing, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's bombarded too. Maybe maybe somebody else is gonna make it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm having fun. We're all just living in the moment right now for yep. sure. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. I intend this to just go on forever. Yeah. I, mean, I, I saw no stopping point in the future. Guys. <laughs> yeah, no, that. I still don't Same. know. I mean, that was one of the first questions we ever got asked by the Fort Worth Weekly. It was like, how many episodes is this going to be? And I was like, I have no clue, dude. <laughs> so, so you're thinking like, what, like 50, 100? <laughs> I have no clue, dude. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Autumn, Maisie, Colleen, and Mana all want to know about our process for creating characters, inspirations, uh, you know, some different things that we thought of when we were designing our characters. So, mm-hmm. Cal? Uh, they, they asked about Splash. Uh, that's, I mean, Prince. Right. Yeah, that's Prince, <laughs> you know, glam, Bowie-esque in a way. Not more more Prince than it is Bowie, but uh, but yeah, that's the inspiration for that. Yeah. And anything else in the podcast, like I said uh, early on, I like to steal things, manipulate them in a way to where I can make them fit the story that I want to tell, and use the tropes you know and subvert the expectation. Dirty, rotten thief. Yep. Yep. I'd say for Razzle, Jake the dog. From Adventure Time, mixed <laughs> yeah. with I mean, mixed with Finn the Human. Like, I mean, Pendleton Ward even talked about how he took a lot of inspiration from D and D to make Adventure Time. 
And so, knowing that, I was like, well, who from Adventure Time, you know? And, but, I mean, Jake and Finn are dungeon crawlers, and I love their yep. dynamic and how they interact. And even maybe a little bit of Danny Vasquez from Bravest Warriors creeping in there, possibly. <laughs> but, yeah. but, yeah, Adventure Time and Jake and Finn, for sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any, like, outside inspiration. Mine was more like, I knew I wanted to be, like, kind of a tall... More strength, like that's why I kind of chose half orc. It was like that or dragonborn, mostly just because of hanging out with you three tall dudes <laughs> all the time and just feeling yeah. like like looking up all the time. So I wanted to be the one that yeah. was looking down on yeah. everyone. I can else. imagine like, if Yashi up? was a dragonborn, what would the breath weapon? Each song would be so fire. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, that's kind of why I chose to be a dwarf too, because I've I, I'm like six foot four, pushing six foot five in real life, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so I've always wanted to be a shorter character, just because I'm always the tall person, and I'm always the person who plays basketball and has to get <laughs> stuff off of shelves, and that's great. And I love both of those things very much. But I was like, you know, it would be fun is like playing a shorter character, and then. There you go. And then you are, you had said you were going to be a halfling, so I was like, okay, well, what's the next yeah. step up? Well, and I think that's because I think I picked halfling because I knew I was going to fill out kind of the rogue, sneaky person, and halfling is really kind of caters to that in certain ways. And as far as kind of like Ali, I didn't really have any specific like person that I drew from, but uh, as far as once I knew I was a halfling, the whole Green Trees thing just sounds like a very Tolkien-esque like hobbit mm. name. Yeah. yeah. And then Randy was because of Sling <laughs> Blade. Um, people have asked me if it was because of Griffin and being Randy on his, uh, what, what was it called? It was on uh, Peacecraft. On Peacecraft, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And Peacecraft. Like, I'll just go ahead and say, sure, that's a good an answer as any, but that was <laughs> after, but that was once Randy had been made was when that came out. So. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. No, honestly, I thought uh, for, for Good Rich and Spirit, I was just like, oh yeah, halfling and a dwarf because of the hobbit it and right. <laughs> yeah so yeah. like and you know i do love gimli that's yeah. for sure so no. yeah cool and uh just to kind of close this question up as far as pulling inspiration from like personal lives or other media um i loved final fantasy games growing up i really only got to play like seven and eight a little bit of nine some of ten but i loved the stories that those crafted i think eight's my favorite just because you get a lot of the like oh big world changing events and also like a very romantic storyline that went along with that so that's kind of some of my inspiration of course you know Anime is like uh, Trigun, Cowboy Bebop. Um, I mean, anime for all of us is yeah, like right? anime and like cartoons like Steven Universe and Adventure Zone oh, yeah. influence us very heavily. For yeah. sure. Uh, well, and even like Persona 5, I guess we can say this too, for the all the Strumlots music, all the jazzy stuff, pretty much the Persona 5 soundtrack was... A big factor yeah, in that. Yeah. Like just true. the way that they set all those moods is pretty choice. Yeah. So. But yeah, so uh, thanks for that question, y'all. And uh, let's move on to Mimi's question, who uh, Mimi asks, do you feel like certain aspects of your character or story have been influenced by fan interpretations? Yeah, I'll say one word, no, no, no. But uh, uh. I, I definitely I love everything I see. Our fans are phenomenal, and they put out so much great content on their own that uh, I I'm I'm blessed to have inspired so many people that they want to do that with what we've created. But I really try not to be influenced because. Um, Y'all do it better than I do, and I, I you know, I, I got I to try to stand on my own two feet. Yeah, the, uh, fan art's been really nice. Just I had an idea of what I wanted Yashi to look like, but 
these great artists that can kind of draw it up. It's like, wow, okay, yeah. I totally think that now in my head whenever I'm thinking of right. Yashi. Everything that we see is fantastic. Absolutely. This question comes in from Autumn. How did you decide who would DM? And that is the person with the most experience, a.k.a. me. Yay! Yep. That was <laughs> yeah. never a question. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for that one. And where are we moving to next? Well, kind of tying back into the Patreon thing, at Star and Scissor asks, any chance you will release the chord sheets so the bards at home can play along? Maybe in the Patreon one day. I, I mean, yeah. again, we keep going back and forth. Hopefully one day it'll happen. We just got to get our life Got to find that balance. Yeah. Make yeah. it worth it to you. But uh, to move on, uh, Kim asks, what's the best dish to make with bearberries? Oh. <laughs> and uh, actually, I found a website called gardensablaze.com, and they have a <laughs> recipe for bearberry jam, because I don't know if you three know this, but bearberries are a real thing. What? And bearberries are actually, they're cranberry-like berries. Um, oh. And so if you do two quarts of whole bearberries, three ounces of liquid pectin, granulated sugar, and sterilized hot jelly jars, you can make your own bearberry jam. Much oh, like my gosh. we tried to. So yeah, I, I, I was like looking at berries. I was like, okay, there's going to be a bush here. Bearberries. Okay, let's just make that for its namesake and make them little bears. Wow. Like berries. So you knew this might happen. I didn't know. No. <laughs> sure. No, no, no. Sure. Again, Another just like, you know, marker in the road for the adventure. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. What a, knew exactly what what a marker it do. was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yes, there's your bearberry jam recipe. Uh, well, again, gardensablaze.com. And when you make it, make sure to garnish it with just a couple of razzle tears. At yep. the very end. <laughs> just to get that salt. Uh, yeah. Just the salt in there. It'll make the flavor pop a little more. I wonder, so this if dwarf next tears <laughs> I wonder if dwarf tears are more salty. Oh, with all the mining? And yeah. They like go up and start licking the walls and get the sodium in them and stuff. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good Rich. So Rose <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> what does Rose want to know, Good Rich? <laughs> um, boy. Uh, uh, What's the best type of nope? <laughs> nope. Discord, you can have your fun with that one. I ain't talking about M&Ms here. I've always liked mini M&Ms. Oh, God, he's doing it, everyone. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It just says here, why is it mini M&Ms? I like mini M&Ms. I don't discriminate on my M&Ms. They're all good. Personally, I'm not huge milk chocolate person, so they've got to be like peanut M&Ms. They make dark or chocolate peanut butter. Uh, if they made a dark yeah. chocolate peanut butter M&M, oh, that, would be, that would be really you good. Know, you could just eat a dark chocolate M&M and a peanut butter M&M at the same time. It's not the <laughs> same thing. Not yeah, only not would you be achieving things. your goal, you'd have twice as many M&Ms. Yeah, but then you have milk chocolate and dark chocolate, and that would dil- like true. dilute the dark it's not chocolate. Right. It's true. Experience. It's not right. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, they just make trying the crisp- to help you out, so, Mars, if you're listening, which I know you are, if you could <laughs> get, get it. You're always listening. <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> okay, we went down that road, but John is asking us, barring its first use, what was the most unexpected outcome of ensemble magic for the players? So Ooh. I don't have to answer this question. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I liked... Um, like the Dream Boys one, where we like influenced their subconscious. Yeah, instead that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I didn't really expect like that to work or to that you would even let us do that. So yeah. Um. Hey. Well, speaking <laughs> of things working and not working, we were all pretty sure that first door song in episode ten, I think, in Jira's palace. Um, we were all pretty confident that. Oh, was in it. the void. <laughs> we were so proud of that song too. Like, oh, it's be great. And Kyle's like, yeah, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. Well, this wasn't like explicitly a magic, but maybe there was some magic that helped when we got finger bones to start shredding. Oh, that yes. Was, yes. That was pretty delightful. It's like bardic inspiration. Yeah. yeah. So was, that's the real question. Was that the magic or wasn't it? We may I, never know. Uh, I need to start writing finger bones as Razzle. I said we'd be pen pals. 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, next question comes from Jason. Uh, Jason says, I'm wondering if maybe I could use the bearberries in one of my campaigns. Go right ahead. I don't have a stat block, but you go right ahead. I mean, yeah, I made them fight, so they have stats, but I really haven't crafted it because it was just not expected. Didn't you use so, a swarm of insects or something you told uh, us? Oh, yeah, or? I think I did actually use no, – good, good memory. Yeah, I think I did see? use a swarm of insects just to make it easy on myself. So there you go. Use that. Uh, also, I had forgotten what rogue archetype Randy had chosen. Randy? The arcane trickster, which means I have access to the wizard list of spells. Yes. So, but Eddie has access. But yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, we're playing it a little loose and fun. But uh, as or well, are we? I don't know. <laughs> uh, as well as wondering why Kyle hasn't punished you for not multiclassing in a main healing class because he uh, loves us. Something I always do to my multiclassers. Uh, no, um, I don't need to punish you because. Uh, but they said of not having a healer? Yes. Oh. But you do have healing spells. Yeah. Both Goodrich and I, I think, would classify as our uh, healers. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and we're kind of playing an atypical campaign as well, right. where, you know, all bards. We're probably going to do more things that are bardy instead of your yeah. classic, oh, we have a fighter and a wizard and all that, you know, the classic D&D stuff. So yeah. it right. kind of gets a little strange here and there when we start doing some things, but we're just having fun, you know? Yeah, I mean, the settings, you're you're in a bard school, you're learning how to be bard, so the adventures that you get sent on or the quests you get sent on are centered around developing those skills. We're yeah. only doing what we know. Bards doing bards. That's pretty <laughs> right? much it. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a bard school, bards yeah. doing bards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steph asks... Considering you've already formed a band, will you one day have guests come in and spice things up? That might be a lot of fun. Trying to work out how another PC fits in with an already pretty solid group. Throw in a bit of chaos from another musician. I'm (laughs) sure you guys can make it work. We've talked about that since we started the show. There are a couple of people that we've played with around. I mean, Zach, who's drumming with us right now, Mm -hmm. uh, he does radio and he sounds amazing. It would be great. And Nolan, too, from the Hendersons. Yeah, who plays Dungeons & Dragons a lot. He was in that first campaign we did as Mm -hmm. uh, Darrow. Darrow the the, uh, dwarf. Yeah, Yeah, so anyways, um, it's just speaking from a producer standpoint, and me and gear, it's just hard. Like the room that we're in right now is already barely big pretty enough tight. to contain the four of us. Pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty. nice and full. Uh, we would love to. We we definitely haven't given up on that. I think, no. uh, and especially with Kyle, like it has to kind of work with what you're doing. And yeah, and I I worry about you know the pacing that we achieve sometimes. Uh, I worry how long I'm going to need that person to be around. Right. Based off of what happens, whether right. you decide to. Obtain another tag along. Right. <laughs> well, we'd have to work out too, like, oh, let's call up this person on the Ira glass and they're <laughs> yeah. not here. Uh, right. You know, yeah. It's like that's what now that since we have Ira glasses and it's kind of metagaming in that where it's like, oh, well, this person would totally help us out, but we can't really talk to them. So yeah. we're so working on it. Yeah, we'd love to if we can figure out a good way to yes, go. Yes, yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. It is. At the very least, it could probably happen in like a one off or something. Yeah, so that's sure. where well, that's where my brain's at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, this next one comes from Wild Beast Jin, who asks, do you play or have you played any instruments besides the ones you play on the show? Yeah, I've played guitar on the show. Well, I mean, I've well, played guitar on the show. I've played uh, yeah. ukulele on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's I, more of a dabbling of right. other things. I have a, a drum kit and guitar. And oh, yeah. I played I, a recorder on the show because I, right. I have to teach that to my children. Yeah, that's right. Well, I guess we should just be said, like, we all know our way around a piano, a guitar, all yeah. the band instruments, like a rock band instruments, more or less. Right. Uh, I actually played saxophone all the way, like, middle through high school. Well, oh, you played man. through 
College, really? Yeah, yeah I played through college, uh-huh. but in the jazz. If Razzle band. played saxophone instead of oh, guitar. Gosh. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Well, it's in the closet. Duke I'd... Silver kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I uh, I don't really play it anymore. I wish that where there was time because I used mm-hmm. to play Barry Sax more specifically. And man, playing Barry Sax in a jazz band is just the best. Like you were like. Well, I played the trombone, more specifically the bass trombone, yeah. all throughout middle school and high school, and yeah. The sort of, sackiest of the butt. The, yeah. the, the very much so, <laughs> the growliest of the, of the sack. Man. Um, you remember how much fun that was? Oh, Jazz yeah. band, like all those big, oh, those nasty, nasty, just yeah, low Yeah, we'd often parts, double like, the same same part. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I don't have time to play it either. My chops are just gone, yep. so. Same. Well, Peachy Fruit Bat asks us, what are all of your favorite moments in the story so far? Yeah, we kind of talked about it in the best of. Mine's still like the the Toad log razzle. rolling. Yeah, yeah, the two natural twins can't beat it. Uh, That's yeah. just right. yeah. it's a good day for me. Those are good. <laughs> I do. I I do like the stargazer. Uh, scene that's that's one of my favorites which which was actually inspired by the incubus song stellar i was oh. listening to it on the way home one day and i was like man that would be a really cool scene you know like two people being able to look over their own world and then i was like oh well stargazers and i kind of built it from there so nice. that's one of my favorite scenes just because mm-hmm. i i really like that song mm-hmm. um i'd have to say the bed races were just really fun to play out. Yeah. Um, and then a really fun scene in my head with that yeah. look like. Because I, I think we mentioned it. Like, bed racing was a thing at our college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. UT Arlington yep. that we went to. Like, you could form a little team and, like, go for it. It's actually where Cadis and I kind of met and bonded about loving ska and stuff. And it was like, nice. Did you beat this? each other up in the uh, massive pillow fight that uh, happened? Uh, <laughs> I set a world record that day, I yeah. think. I don't think we were. I think we watched it. I was it. deep in that pillow fight. Were you really? rough. Yeah. Spurrier? <laughs> Let's see here. I think last time we talked about this, I probably talked about Zill, and that's definitely still still <laughs> yeah. up there. But as far as something more recently, probably when Randy got to cause some angst and, oh, tri- yeah. and make that guy wonder about the very nature of life and the universe <laughs> and all that, because it was just fun to, yeah. I'm excited to use that again. It yeah, hasn't happened yet. So. Excellent. Well, uh, let's see. Um, Teresa Sadie asks, if you could switch places with one NPC, who would it be? Splash. Learn, learn all those secrets. To know all the secrets, yeah. so many. Switch places. Probably Sandy for me. Flopping <laughs> <laughs> around. There you go. Get on top. Here we go. Man, uh, I suppose Eddie. That would just really oh, wow. be yeah. a little bit of a twist. We're learning so much about you today. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Eddie and ding-dong ditch everyone. <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let's see. So Ye old Memento Mori asks, what is your favorite song to play and why for all of our talented bards? I think that means in real life. I think we should go with real life. Real life? Yeah. Yeah, because we already talked about our favorite song on the show. My right. favorite to play is probably Yoshimi. Like, Yoshimi's a lot of fun Yeah, to play. just because, man, yeah. that song is just good, and it's I don't have to think as much when I play that one. It's a lot yeah. more automatic, so I can just be in the song a lot more when I'm singing it. and. Mm. Oh, no, it's a good one. That one's it just is. stuck with me for it a is. long time. So that's Yoshimi, what is it, part ba- one? Battles the Pink Robots, part one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. by the, the Flaming Lips. lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fine. <laughs> I always enjoyed playing uh, Victoria. Oh, that uh, is a good one yeah. by the Kinks. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say uh, 
Valerie. Valerie's oh, another one of my too. favorites it's to play, too. It just grooves hard, and yeah. we all get to take turns and stuff, so it's yeah. fun. The Zootons version, I guess we should say. Yeah. Who wrote it. Oh, is none of us going to name a Lindby song? We just no. don't like no, it. It's, no, all it's, about, it's, it's, it's all about covers. Yeah, no, yeah. it's true. We have Tomorrow's to Giants songs. is a lot of fun to play, because yeah. all the time changes and everything. No, that's true. So. Yeah. Talk about our song children. We love them all the same. That's right. <laughs> yeah. God, in terms of stuff that we do as a band, probably Ain't Misbehaving is yeah. always a good one. Mm-hmm. Or Black uh, Coffee. Yeah. I haven't done that one in a while. I haven't done that one in a while. Yeah. And then as far as piano rep. <laughs> that's right. You play music outside of Flint. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, if I had it worked up, Rhapsody in Blue is uh, awesome. Or playing the Beethoven symphonies arranged for piano. But oh. got to work on those, getting myself back in shape and all. Yeah. So, the yeah. pastoral and whatnot. Yeah. It's good good so. stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of which, uh, speaking of songs that we've written, Jesse wants to know: uh, Is there actually an Edward McClanahan, and what was the inspiration for Doctor Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is not an Edward. Mc- well, no, there is an Edward McClanahan. He lives in all of us, right? <laughs> and <laughs> you have to be wary not to turn into him. He's the Eddie in all of us, exactly. <laughs> which is that where you got? Ed- no, you named Eddie. Not I did, Kyle. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> but nobody's asked Eddie's last name. Oh, Eddie on the show. Eddie the Eddie Izzard, Ed, the Gizzard Ed, Wizard has another part. I That's don't great. Know. Oh, uh, I guess we're gonna find no, out. I'm Kyle. <laughs> totally this joking. Is the time around. to tell us. Uh, no, I've I've thought about putting an Ed, an actual Edward McClanahan in the game just to reference the song. But uh, but no, there again, beware the Edward that lives inside you. Okay, Randy. And these are Lindby songs. Yeah, just yeah. they're not chaos sauce songs. <laughs> oh yeah, for anyone playing at home that hasn't heard our stuff outside yeah. of Bombarded. So. Uh, yeah, and Doctor Wolf is a song that we wrote <laughs> in uh, college. Yeah, and uh, has to do with when you know. We didn't have a lot of money, and like buying hooch and stuff was kind of, uh, you know, yeah. a thing. You get what you can get. Yeah. <laughs> so if it smells like rubbing alcohol and smells like a doctor's office, and there's a picture of a white wolf on it, and it inspires you to create a character called Doctor White Wolf, and yeah, and, yeah. it was basically this, this terrible, terrible cheap vodka that was all that yeah uh, we could get, and, and yeah, we it was. Awful, and it inspired a song because it tasted and smelled like a doctor's office, which is, yeah, just rubbing alcohol, really. So we've since matured. As well as our tastes, yes. but uh, it always holds a special place in our heart. And if you're <laughs> if you're 21 or older and you want to go, it's on the bottom shelf. It's in a plastic <laughs> bottle. It has a picture of a white wolf on it. It's go charcoal filtered, which we thought meant something, <laughs> but apparently that doesn't mean jack. And now you know. Now you know. All right, and Joseph is asking us uh, pretty much what's a good place to start learning the basics of music composition. Oh, Spurrier. Yeah, I <laughs> think probably. Spurrier should take this one um, for sure. Yeah, I would say if you're classically trained, obviously you can start looking at scores and analyzing pieces and doing all that. But if you're not, which is great, there's plenty of other ways to do it. Um, I think just trying to figure out songs, trying to learn how to play songs, whether you're looking up chord charts or tabs or playing by ear. uh, If you can start to look at the songs and see, oh, are there certain patterns? Am I seeing certain chords come up again and again? And like, this chord's going to that chord. I would also say when you're actually composing, probably one of the most important rules I try to impose on my students is that less is more. Uh, I think people always want to just feel like they need to be playing a bunch of notes and always changing and doing new and different things. But the example I always use is, right, you can do a lot with a little bit of stuff um, and really kind of explore an idea. But yeah, just start simple. Don't be afraid of long notes. Don't be afraid of rests. Don't be afraid of of doing 
the same note multiple times. Um, Isn't that what they say about jazz? It's all about the notes you're not playing. And that yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> not being, a, yeah, because it feels like there should always be sound, but... That you're uh, a half step away from a right note. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But yeah, I think just going out <laughs> <laughs> and learning how to play songs and just kind of being aware of what they're doing, figure yeah. out the stuff that you like and why you yep. like it. And then just compose a lot. There's going to be a ton of stuff that you're not going to like, but the more you do it, there's going to be some awesome stuff that comes out of it. Speaking as a band, there's going to be a lot of songs you oh, write yeah. that so, so, so many, <laughs> yeah, that do not make the cut. But, but as, as well as we grow as musicians, you know, something that we thought was really good a few yeah. years ago, we look back and we're like, mm, let's change so. a few things yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Well, and this kind of goes into what of the ethereal asks with uh, advice for a new picking up a new instrument. I raise your legs, not your back. <laughs> Very carefully. Yeah. Uh, practice lessons. Uh, I mean, yeah. The lessons. Day. If it's a financial option, that's definitely your best angle. And trying mm-hmm. to find a find a teacher that will prescribe to what you want to do. Because mm-hmm. um, there are definitely teachers that are like, oh, I'm more classical or more jazz or more pop, or I can do a mixture of all those, or I can teach you theory, or I can just teach you how to play. So definitely talking to some teachers. And if that's not a financial option, uh, there's lots of great stuff online. Um, Music yeah. and arts is one of the largest <laughs> provider of lessons. <laughs> ah, jeepers. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> no, they probably, who knows. Anyways, yeah, uh, in this day and age of YouTube, there's tons of, tons of stuff online. Yeah, and a lot of it's good. Definitely, it's not all good, so take it with a, with a grain of salt. It's not the same as having a one-on-one experience with no. someone, but still, it will take you through those opening steps. Yeah, and if you have a friend that knows the instrument, see if they can give you some pointers. Absolutely. And just listen to people playing the instrument you want to play, and yeah, just I, I remember being, this, being a pretty good inexpensive option, but finding a community college that has a teacher for the instrument that you want and signing up for a semester. Cool. Nice. But yeah, practice, practice, practice. That's pretty much it. That's not it, because we still have more questions. Um, We're getting towards the end of them, though. Thanks for sticking around if you're still listening. <laughs> yeah. We just wanted to get through like yeah. you know a bunch of them. So. Yeah, we, we appreciate you all sending in your questions, and we want to try to do what we can. So, uh, at Illusion Angel 34 asks, will the bards ever go to the Algar equivalent of the Feywilds together? And I, I assume, based off of the together added on to that question, the place where Razzle went and became, you know, all glamorous, that is essentially going to be my Feywilds, oh, if you okay. want to put that parallel to it. Will they go there together? Time will only tell. Razzle will have uh, to sneak you in. Yeah, you, you, you've got, you, you can get the get them on the list, right? Right. Well, and speaking of Strumlots and stuff, at Glasses Person asks, does Strumlots have a marching band? Yes. Uh, it oh, hasn't come up sweet. yet. Next question. How, how, how could they not? Uh, I repair marching instruments, so yes. Uh, <laughs> on to the next question from Nurk the World. If you could have any four special guests appear as bards on the show, who would you choose? All oh. four Teletubbies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and definitely the Sun Baby. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Gotta have it's that Sun cute. Baby. Yeah. Um, I'd go with like the two from Off Book. The musical oh, podcast, yeah. they're already just great. Yeah, Jess singers McKenna and, music- and Zach Reno. Yeah, they're already just awesome and they could have a lot of fun. Either that or um, Rachel Bloom would be really Ooh, cool, also, just because yeah. I could see her improving a bunch of awesome stuff. Yeah. I mean, Jack I mean, Black and Kyle Gass. Oh, man. Like, of course. Oh, would you yeah. Not uh, yeah. Uh, Mozart would be good. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Mozart was quite the silly person. Yeah. yeah. He, I think he'd have a lot of fun with it. Or any of the Beatles, because they yeah. are also witty and quick and yeah. clever Pretty turnips. True. So. Yeah. Bring a good flavor. Yeah. 
oh, I just listened to Wonderful this morning. So I was like, <laughs> Griffin? But yeah, because he's learning piano and like, yeah, he writes yeah. all that music and it's all awesome. So yeah. He busts out some cool. singing now and again too. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's not scared of it. Meatloaf. Costco. The per, the, Did you say Meatloaf? The per, yeah. The Wasn't he in Rocky Horror? Yeah. He was. Yeah. Okay, totally. <laughs> Done. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to pose this one to you, Kyle. No. If one eats nothing but bearberries, is one a vegetarian, carnivore, or other? Asks David. Um, your 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 other, which is a yumnivore. Okay, perfect. Well, Moving I mean, on. so <laughs> what, no, did, what spell did it. you play to talk to the bearberries? What ah, spell was that? Talk to plants. Look, fantasy setting. All sorts of things are alive. We should treat them with respect. I, why are we doing this? We're having fun. <laughs> and we're Answering back. We're, we're still having fun. What's what's up? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> that is a uh, that is the question, the perennial question, David. Yes. Thank you. Um, moving on. Uh, Corey says, "What are your favorite sandwiches?" Yashi ordered three in the beginning episodes, and sandwiches are life. Uh, agreed. Respect, yep, Corey. Yep. So, uh, favorite sandwiches, oh. dish. Mine's a peanut butter and bearberry jelly sandwich. Oh, my God. I mean, you got that recipe for bearberry jam, dog. Yeah, so. seriously. You're ready for it. Uh, I like a, a good Italian. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think uh, like a Thanksgiving uh, moist yeah. maker, like yep. with the bread gravy dippage going uh, on, it's so, so good. good. I know how to make listeners mad by Why? saying it's a hot dog. What's a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? No, you don't know about the whole sandwich. Is, is a hot a, dog a sandwich debate? Oh, yeah. I don't want to get into it. Okay. I just know. I mean, dog. okay, we're not getting into it. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, I I really dig on a nice turkey club, a little bit of bacon, throw some banana peppers on that. I've been mm. I've been hitting up the Jersey Mike's recently. Recently, no. don't, lie. <laughs> don't lie to the listeners. <laughs> it was this yesterday. guy goes every single week. That's yeah, true. Uh, is it cool if I say like PB and J? Like I actually like PB and honey and bananas. Like that's yeah, that good. sounds great. That's a good sandwich. Nice. Okay, Let's maybe even some with some like chocolate. Yeah, or Nutella. Oh. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yes. Well, I don't want to like provoke the hot dog people out there, but <laughs> like tacos are really good. And they're oh kind my of gosh! So much, there's so, so many good tacos. If I knew we could say tacos, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's all. Okay, it's can totally I change different. my answer to tacos? Well, like a quesadilla, kind of, because yeah. that's two. Yeah, yeah, two, right? Like two, burritos two and things. Just yeah. like with us being in Texas, there's so many good uh, things. Crunchwrap like Supreme. Yeah, yeah. But what are you talking? There's so much better stuff than a Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> hey, it's one of the good ones, right? <laughs> Is that the taco you get when you live in Texas? Is Tom? that a taco? Okay. <laughs> okay. And Cadis uh, wanted to know what is our favorite post-recording meal to celebrate a long day of musical D&D adventure sandwiches. It just happens to be. Yeah. I think you guys are wrong. It was that sweet venison pizza. Oh. <laughs> Don't want to talk about that. <laughs> it did things to my insides that, hey. It's okay. It happens to all of us. Exactly. Uh, it happened to Razzle. <laughs> so. We are like more alike than I probably ever thought we would be. Uh, Brittany wants to know, uh, my sibling and I want to create a campaign together so we'd be co-DMing. We don't have much experience, so any tips or suggestions? Uh, as far as co-DMing goes, I've never done it. What I would imagine the way you could approach it is dividing the work up. Have one of you cover, you know, creating NPCs and the other one creating stories. Maybe you can work together on settings. Um, I, I've heard of people that will pretty much, yeah, somebody runs the mechanic side of the game while the other one roll, rolls all the RPG interactions and everything. So, you know, try giving it a go and you really, 
really brainstorm together a lot on what your expectations are for the world and where you're where you're wanting it to go because you know if if this podcast has taught me anything, it's communication is key. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> uh, definitely stay in communication and uh, realize that the other person, despite what they you know what their thoughts are on it, they're coming about it with the same amount of care that you do. Because when you work on a project like this, you throw your all into it because you're passionate and you want it to be the best it can be. I think that's that's the best advice I could give in regarding that. Cool. Well, Stephanie wants to know if we've ever thought about making this into an animation. And actually, at Old Swifty made an animatic, which yep. completely floored us. And yeah, and making it into like a full-fledged animation would be amazing. Yeah. And, Although, uh, getting an animation done would put us in quite a pickle because uh, there's so many good animators out there. Yeah. But well, not any good pickles, so let's not even talk about that. Yeah, what? okay. What's the big deal? <laughs> 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 Autumn wants to know there are, there are a few Autumns that send in questions uh, Autumn wants to know when will we get a comic version I want a graphic novel this campaign so so bad I'm going to be willing to sketch for it so do we that'd be amazing oh, yes uh, all the art again we mm-hmm. uh, are completely astonished and love all the art that is sent us we could have never imagined this doing anything close to what it's become seriously so yeah that would be amazing doing a comic version we've considered it a lot and that would be great We'll do the music for the comic adaptation. Yeah. <laughs> be like one of those cards when you open it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. very much so. All right. Kim is asking, if you could instantly learn to perfectly play an instrument that you currently don't know, which one would you want? Piano. Because then you could just play samples of everything else. <laughs> oh, gosh. True. Plus, I mean, that's awesome. Piano. I don't want to be like a great jazz sax player. Like, uh, I know I dope. mentioned Lisa Simpson earlier because, yeah. like, that's what I would do is, like, just be able to, like, rock down a solo. Like freaking John Coltrane. Oh, Sonny man. Rollins. Oh, man. Bird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Yeah. They all sound so good. If it was an instrument that I kind of know, I would say drums. An instrument I've never played before, French horn. Really? That's the most, like, epic sounding. Yeah, like, when, like, really French good. horn is done well, uh, there's nothing else like it. Well, so. they can sound epic and super soothing and, and calming. And the range mm-hmm. on them is uh, insane. And just, like, when I accompany a good French horn player for, like, uh, a solo and ensemble, it's just like, ah, oh, this is so amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and me, too. Like, I'm a sucker for, like, harmoniums and reed keyboards. Like, uh, oh, man, I could just listen to that stuff. So if I could play them, just do it. I would want to learn how to play the sitar. I thought you were going to say bass. <laughs> I, I thought about saying yeah. that, actually. It's like, I was be like, the bass. Do you remember we talked about, uh, real quick, just after one of the songs, we had talked about, like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if one of the reasons that Kyle said our song failed is because the bass line sucked? And it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I should do that. Yeah. But, no, yeah, I would I would want to learn how to play the sitar. With, like, being able to move the frets around and yeah. stuff. And yeah. All that microtonality. Oh, that'd be good so stuff. crazy. So good. Uh, Izzy asks, I was wondering if you're planning on releasing the OST Chaos Sauce volumes on Spotify. That's, like, a big goal. Actually, I'm going to, like, circle this because I yeah. need to do that. We need to do that because Spotify is such a huge way people listen to stuff. And our other stuff's on there. So, yeah, that one's on me. My bad. We'll get it up there, though, uh, soon. Hopefully. I won't make any promises, but what I'm saying is. is. (laughs) Uh, Ginny asks, do you anticipate doing live shows or the podcast someday? We did one, kind of, Uh, at the GexCon. That was super fun. What I call it, a quarter shot? Yeah, Yeah. something. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun meeting people and getting out there. And, I mean, honestly, playing 
music live is like what we do. Although we didn't write a song for that. It's we true. Did. That's yeah. really kind of the big stepping stone. Yeah, but uh, that'd be great. Um, that'd be super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, if we could find the time, be awesome. Yeah. Uh, right. And the last question from Elise is, question for Yashi, Randy, and Razzle, do you ever braid each other's hair? Up, yes. Yes, uh, sure. Maybe we braid Yashi's when she's sleeping. Well, I have big clunky fingers, so it's hard <laughs> sometimes, but like, I like getting mine braided. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Well, uh, Randy and I sometimes, yeah. I guess we should. And get my foot hair braided. Yeah. So, Ooh. Yeah. So. Yeah. High fashion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can focus on your beard and I can focus on my feet. And Yashi focuses on her. Just all the hair I've got. <laughs> Armpit hair? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, anyways. Thanks. I think, I think that's uh, a good portion of the questions we got in. So thank you, listeners, for sending those in. Thanks for helping us make this possible. We're going to go ahead and shake on over to the song-making part of it, which, you know. Yeah, and here we're going to kind of do this uh, without doing any transitions, and I'll just paste in some of the good bits of us writing the songs. I yep. kind of have an idea. So uh, major, minor. Can we do minor? Just I, I have an idea that requires okay. it to kind of be minor. Oh, yeah, right. minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I got to see... Uh, we've got B diminished, E minor, G, and C, which is perfect yep. for what I was wanting to do. Do we right. need drums? I oh, mean, like, always. should I roll for yeah, I mean, I like, do we should. need drums? Of course. But like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> of course we need drums. And this was my last show. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> really, F-I-R-D fired. I'm going to really start working on that saxophone and come back right. with a theory. Oh, jeez. And you could do, like, that cool, uh, like, percussive sax that, that the Brecker Brothers do on Delta City Blues. That's heard that? It's awesome. Anyways, uh, yeah, so let's roll the drums up before I get all excited and screw up our little process here. Mm-hmm. All righty. That's a heads. Oh, that's a 92. What? Here we go. Okay, reggae three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I hope for your sake. And then the 36, which is a jazz five. Ah, perfect. All right. Reggae because, jazz. Yeah. Um, to whatever you're wanting to. Well, think so about. now Kyle normally say blah 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 something about the story. Nope. Let's go in Not there. Not this time. Let's talk the middle bit. Oh my gosh. No middle bit either. So what I was thinking, and this is normally when we would hit pause and talk about this off the mic, but what if we took the lick, which Spurrier? Yeah, give us a little. What if Ooh. we just did that and then just put words over it? Like, yeah. <laughs> hope it didn't take too long. Hope that you like this song. <laughs> uh, Get it done. Because, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so why don't we take a break? We'll flush out a tiny bit, and then we'll you know play it, and then we'll keep doing that until we have the song ready, and it's good to go. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, so the first thing that we always do is listen to the drums. So yep, so here we go. There's two options. There's the A section and the B section. And Here, we, here's yeah. A. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. Nice. And then here's B. It's pretty intense with that jazz bass. Okay. Yeah. Marching reggae. <laughs> Some of that Dixieland. Yeah. I mean, it is Dixieland. That's like New Orleans. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good call. All right. There's <laughs> might, the... might stick with A there. We'll see. Prob- yeah, we'll see. Okay. So next thing that we'll do, we'll be right back. Okay. So we have an idea for basically the chordal structure of the song. So Spurrier. 
And then we were talking about that it has every chord except E minor, but we could maybe just have it end on E minor because that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a- yeah. And that'll be extensions that Chaos Sauce doesn't know yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so that's that. So now let's, uh, we're going to, you know, go and work on some lyrics. Be right back. Bam. Yeah. Okay, so slight modification. Instead of just doing the progression over and over again, Sprayer thought it'd be cool to kind of just invert it a little bit. Kind of like, kind of invert the lick. It's not a perfect inversion, but it's close. So mm-hmm. so then we'll, we'll go back up the chords in kind of a different way, and then instead of using E minor at the very end, we maybe will just toss it in here in this progression and yeah, use we'll, E minor and E major because we're allowed to. That's right. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, yep. And then uh, I'm going to do kind of like a guitar, like a reggae, kind of two and four. <laughs> thing yeah. yeah yeah and uh here's what it sounds like with the drums and uh yeah here we go cool. uh, one two three four And so on and so forth. And uh, all this time, Allie, you're kind of working on lyrics a little bit while we're... I've got, I've got some ideas. Okay, cool. Yeah. So probably the next time through will be just a dry run for a record-ish, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, be right back. All right, so we made a few changes. I kind of modded my sound a little bit, my strum pattern. Spurrier, you changed over to a little reggae organ. Uh, yeah. I've got lyrics. You've got lyrics. So what we normally do is we'll lay down the instrumentals, and then Allie records a scratch track. Uh, then we do the vocals over that. So here comes the actual instrumentals and Allie's scratch track. Woo! All right. Oh, and we also kind of switched up the chord progression kind of flow, too. But, yeah. yeah. It's cool. All right. So here we go. Oh, yeah. Then we always have to listen through once. A one, a two, a one, two, three. We love that you came along And we hope you like our little song Sorry if it went too long But we didn't want to do you wrong And now it's time to say so long Cool, so yeah, instrumentals are done And now we just need to figure out what's happening with the vocals Who's singing what part and all that uh, yeah, so we'll do that and be right back one more time. Okay, so the last and final thing that we normally do before we put it all together is just run through the vocals real quick, just with sprayer on the key so we can all get our parts in our noodles. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Kyle's going to sing with us. Yay! Yeah. Cool. All right, let's do it. <laughs> We love that you came along And we hope you like our little song Sorry if it went too long But we didn't want to do you wrong Now it's time to say so There's like seven notes. What uh, are you yeah, we can a, choose one. Yeah, you're playing A minor 13. <laughs> a minor 13. Yeah, so there's a lot happening. We can do that because Chaos Sauce can't. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, okay. So now we'll just put it all together and the song will be playing and then we'll just end it. It's like we've built be... a musical sandwich. Uh, oh, or taco. Yum. 
All right, so I've copied over the instrumental so we can record the vocals. So we'll do that in, in the episode. Here we go. We love that you came along And we hope you like our little song Sorry if it went too long But we didn't want to do you wrong Now it's time to say so Huzzah! Dance. All right, there it was. So, Hooray. yeah, we tried to at least get to one question from everybody. So, hopefully, we did it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Just to wrap everything up, next episode, of course, is dropping on March 12th. That'll get back into the storyline proper, which God knows what's going on at Strumlots, but our birds will get to the bottom of it, I'm sure. Probably. Hopefully. Or either that, they'll just totally overlook it and forget w- what they're doing. We'll go dancing. Oh, boy. <laughs> Two, three, four. Da, 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 da. <laughs>